Summer getting started this weekend. Greg Bergman in the house here as well. What's up, guys? Yeah. Have you got plans for Memorial Day? Uh, I was going to, but my my daughter decided not to uh, stay with me, so I don't have plans. Can I come hang at your house? Yeah, I'm going to be by myself too. Come on down. It's Let's go with drink. His shoes on. Yeah, wear your <laughs> yeah. shoes. In my I will house make the whole sure time. to have shoes inside <laughs> your home. I, I could see Berg the moment he gets home, shoes are off. Oh, no. Is that oh. accurate? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I, not only are my shoes off, socks off, and into comfortable clothes. No matter what. First thing, I, nothing else happens. That was the Your summer thing. station. Because you don't have weird Some feet, probably. <laughs> well, I don't think I have weird feet. You, you got onto another thing. That was another thing I was given a hard time for. It's like, dude, you still have your pants from work on? Yeah, like, no, no. Yeah. Take those like, off. Yeah. Immediately. Outside clothes, no thank you. No. no Especially outside. on your bed, on I'm your couch. Yeah, the, the difference here, it's, yeah, the difference here is we're not we're not in Wall Street wearing a suit. Yeah, and then coming home and it's like I have a tie and my jacket on while I'm laying on the I've couch. I've got a hoodie and it, a t-shirt on and comfortable yeah. pants. I'm, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You go into shorts. <laughs> you go into a t-shirt. Like you can take this, the hoodie off, and you're fine. <laughs> but then it'll be cold. There's a lot. Of, well, there's, a lot going there's too many on. things happening like, here. I Travis. like to be comfortable along the way. Uh, very quickly, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins um, getting released so weird. by the Cardinals. Jalen Ramsey, who I mentioned a couple of segments ago, that they've been going at it since they both really came into the league. AFC South and Jacksonville and Houston, NFC West, Rams and Cardinals. He just tweeted, I leave a division, Hop leaves the division too. Kind of seems like it's meant to be that way now. Hop's still a top wide receiver. Let's see where he goes. So if he ends up in the AFC East. And by the way, Jets is kind of quasi interesting. The Bills yeah. is quasi interesting. Yeah. New England Patriots. So the top. So someone came out with the top odds to where Jalen Ramsey is going to land. All three of those teams, Jets, Bills, and uh, Pats. Pats, were all in the top yeah. choices with the Ravens, with the Chiefs. That is weird. That's weird that they keep winding up. They in the all same need good division. receivers. They do. I know where it won't be here. It will not no. be here. <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> tank if he's here. Probably won't be Miami. No. It, it, Got it. That would ruin all plans of Caleb Williams. Did, would it? Do you know how many guys they yeah. have on their roster? That, it wouldn't ruin all plans, but it doesn't help. It doesn't if help. You're, it yeah, doesn't help the plan. Don't add to. Don't add talent. Let's put it that I'm way. Go, I read this this morning, so I'll go. This may be slightly off, but it's mostly right. Do you know how many players they have on their roster that have three or more years' experience in the NFL? Probably like thirty. Twenty-two. Yeah. Twenty-two. Yeah, and they got three all that years. money. We're not talking eight years. Three. This is a this is a full remodeled tank job, it, and it's the right it's the right it's, thing to do. I is. don't care what anybody says. It's the right like thing the, to do. I don't like tank job. I like long term planning. This is the it's short term planning. This is though. the beginning of long term planning, which includes next year. So like a tank job, <laughs> <laughs> tomato tomato <laughs> sleep. A tank job that the NFL could approve of and not make rules around and punish a team for. Yeah, now they they're, they're fine. They're, they they the same guys that built this are the same guys that are rebuilding this, and I have faith. By the way, you can't you can't punish like that. That is part of the strategy. If you're not good enough to compete, well, what's the other strategy to take? You still want to compete. It's just the we're the plan is more long term, right? Yeah, the next year, long term planning, Al. That's exactly right. That's what they're long term taking. Do. You're doing this next year. This is not for this year. So, obviously, barbecue, a couple of drinks, hanging out, Memorial Day weekend. Emily and I and Greg are ready for the succession finale. Yeah, on, on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. So, what do you guys want? And 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 Al and Taylor, I know you guys aren't familiar with this show, but just more globally speaking, generally speaking, do you want 
where everything is buttoned up nice and neat and you kind of for instance great finale where you knew how it was breaking bad right you everything had kind of been wrapped up to a point where all right this is what happens to walt this was happening with jesse and he got lydia rodart quail he squared her account with her like it leaves things open for other things to yeah, happen but, but it's not so much that there's you feel unsatisfied then there's the and i don't know the show but i know it's universally not liked game of thrones had yep. a very unsatisfying Poopy. ending it was Awful. awful it was the worst it actually the worst. It, it helped make it so that i don't actually like the show anymore uh, i didn't watch the, i didn't watch the prequel yeah. because i hated it so much and Jeez. then there's the polarizing one which you know, is brand? the <laughs> sopranos the sopranos was an ending that left a lot of people furious yeah and then there was there you know that was pretty great because i i don't know what happened there's debate there's, there's a conversation sides, there's things which that which by the way by the way I think even over time, you should be. We should be giving it even more and more credit. I agree to, with you. To have that conversation every single time you talk about a finale, I think it, it's actually powerful that we're still having the conversation about it. Can I give you the best example of all of these worlds? What Al just described, where you just don't quite know all of the pieces, but you got the the most of the pieces are kind of locked up in a satisfying way. And I don't know how many of you guys have seen it is the americans never oh, saw right, it yeah. okay so that that show's been off the air for five or six years so i feel comfortable they get away spoiler they get away no oh okay. man no, i don't gotta watch it <laughs> so five years that's on you they, 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 they get away but there's this one giant looming question at the end of it that you get no resolution to oh that's frustrating there's, and by the way i left out another thing that is an incredible like they did what right at the end that you get closure you're left with a couple of questions and there was an incredibly satisfying conclusion to the two main characters. What, what, what is the best of those endings? Like, what is the thing that we want? Ambiguity or, yeah, okay, this guy goes on to live heavily ever after. This guy gets killed. Which ones do we want? Al? I think what we all want, now it doesn't mean it's the. it should be the definition of the best ending, but it's the same thing for a movie. Like, I, I want to know what happens at the end. I don't want to be left with all these different questions. I want I want to maybe this isn't for everybody at least for me. I want to be able to to close the box and be like, "All right, I know exactly what happened. I know the details." I'm not telling you that that's that's it's that's I guess you could call it more of a basic. It's like a natural in- instinct. I want to know what happens. That's what I look at. Um but I I also go against myself because Sopranos did not have that and I I grow more and that, more in intrigue because I don't know what it was. Yeah, so I think it just depends. So, like, with with Game of Thrones, Bran being on the Iron Throne at the end of it is completely un... was very just wrong. It just didn't fit in any sense. I want the exact... I wanted somebody that actually made sense. So, for, like, Succession, I want someone that makes sense. I want Kendall Roy to be taking over the company. If it's somebody else, if like if Connor takes over the company out of randomness, I'm going to be annoyed. What if it's somebody I'm like annoyed. Jerry? If it's Jerry, I yeah. mean, be, I'd just be like, eh, that's It depends on how fun. we get there. It depends not, on how we get there. Right. It's not satisfying. Right. And I think because we've watched the show for five years now and we're where we've gone to, I need the satisfaction of everything being tied up into a little bow and everything's fine. The thing with, by the way, the thing with Sopranos, like that was great that it all happened now. But when it happened, it was terrible, and we live and we live in a world now where you have to be You're instant about the reaction. Yeah, we need. It inst- wasn't terrible. It was. It was. A- people were so no, angry. I, I understand. There were people that were angry, and there were other people like, 
Okay, like it, it it landed differently for different people, but it holds true better now. Like ten years, twelve years later, but at the time, and now we live I in a world. We a live gal. in a social media world where you need that instant reaction. If something is not with the way that we want it, people are going to lose their minds, and it's going to ruin the show. I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and think Emily has thoughts on this. No way. <laughs> nope. And by the Emily's way, good. whatever these, whatever this answer is, is Emily's the correct good. one. <laughs> Not only does she have thoughts on this, I guarantee you they're good thoughts and she's given it the consideration that oh, it yes. deserves. So, Stand oh, yes. Yeah, so, hold on, hold on. You heard the... <sighs> there okay. are, it depends. Let's every just turn off our microphone. finale is different for every show. So there's shows that have a trillion characters that you want to find out how each character ends up. So there's The Office, for example, where you want to find a resolution to as many stories as possible, and The Office is a show where you want to feel good at the end of it. You know, there's Lost, there's Yellow Jackets, which when it finishes, there's these theory shows that will never be satisfying because whatever you have in your mind of the finale is too convoluted for what someone can actually write. So there's things like theory shows like that, which is, kind of where succession might end up in because the theory yeah because it doesn't ever the whole thing is who's going to succeed as in not to succeed as in do well but as who will come after logan roy and it will never satisfy what the thing in your head is going to be setting up for this entirety of the series so that's why i think we might be a little somewhat dissatisfied with the ending there are also so many things that are still up in the air that have never been readdressed there's Roman's family. He had kids. He had a wife. Roman? Like I forgot in about, the first really? season. Yes, you see his Ken kids. Does, you has see a his family. Yeah. So it could Roman be an ex. Two? It could be a stepson, stepdaughter situation. But there was kids in his life in season one. Did yes. Okay. There was I, also a book being me, written. Just right. Yeah, I agree. There was a book being written about <laughs> Logan Roy and the Roy family. We don't see the end of that. That was a huge thing in season one that Greg also talked to the woman, or season two, that Greg talked to the woman and all that good stuff. That's never resolved. There's the podcast about the Roys that's never been resolved. There is a lot of things that the succession writers have left on the table that don't really mean anything. So that's Well, but for that, just fine. real fast, sorry. Uh, if we don't remember any of that, I don't think it matters. People like Emily do. And yes. I mean, that is a compliment. It is like, a compliment. Pe- pe- people, but, pe- people that pay very close attention like, do. The a we're, to, we're not going to lose our... I'm not going to lose my mind over that because I, I didn't I even remember that it happened. But A to Z, I think that they will land the plane. I think that they won't do anything that we can't see clearly. So I think that it's going to be Kendall. I think it's going to be that Matson appoints a US CEO of someone that we know. Great. I think that's the main thing. It's either Greg think, or Tom. I, I think Miami closes in six personally. <laughs> right. But okay. But in general, I think that the finale depends on the show. The finale it needs to fit the tone of the show. It shouldn't it should shock you in good ways. And I think that uh, when people try to try too hard, it gets to be out of hand. So let me ask you this, Emily. So let's say that Shiv takes over she's the one that succeeds that's, will you be up will you be upset or happy it's out of character and it's out of that show i think that it would not be a good decision to put it's actually illegal in charge. i i totally agree yes. by the way i think that shiv it is would, it would be the well wrong acted, choice but um written in an interesting way that each season she plays essentially a new shiv each time there's no connecting shiv like first season she's this like bleeding heart liberal coming over and trying to be the moral compass of the show season two she's trying to be this like you know badass coming in and being up there against kendall season three she seems like she can't do anything at all season four also seems like she's kind of she's fumbling the bag consistently okay i'm gonna jump in here because this is needs to be the first episode of mtv 
right? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. The MTV podcast that you really should start should be with the conclusion to succession with what you just did. Okay, I'd I'll, like, I will. Like I will consider that. I'd like to produce. I will. Cons- <laughs> I want to consult. I'm expensive. I'm just telling you, I don't work cheaply. But uh, yeah, don't I- produce. Consult. <laughs> be a consultant. You're right. I think we should, You're right, Al. MTV yeah. should absolutely be a thing. We probably have to be careful with the name, but it's, overall, EMTV. EMTV. Yeah, I, I get it. Good. I get it. <laughs> we probably got to be a little careful. I'm not saying we do like a logo that's kind of cartoony <laughs> on one half and drawn and the on TV the other. isn't right. there. Right. I'm not saying we do that. We'll, but, we'll figure something out, but that needs to be a podcast. One hundred percent. All right. And even if she gets sued and MTV gets sued, it's you more publicity. It. It's more publicity. And then before you know it, everybody knows I guarantee about it. you, though, that Twitter will be on both sides. I think it's going to be a contentious finale. I think that people, though, will still say, this is the best TV show in 20 million years. The unlikely conclusion of this is, that was awesome. It'll be, no, that was really good. And some people, and then the, that sucked. There will be both of those. But the universal six, like, for instance, Breaking Bad, Everybody liked the end. The Americans, everybody Mad liked Men the Mad Men had people on many sides. Right. Mad, it was a good I ending. I liked that Mad Men. I did too. I agree, yeah. but, but a lot of many people sides. did not. Right. A lot of people this one is different so than by Game... The way, by the way, Taylor's point was the best point of anybody's. I'm just disappointed that that is coming to an end, honestly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you have to keep... Sure. You don't have he's, to hear about it anymore. He's rooting harder against Succession than he does the Lakers. <laughs> the, the, the last point that I have is that the difference between this show and Game of Thrones and why Game of Thrones uh, was so bad good. at the end there was also because it was bad the last three seasons. It's because like, they left the book. They, yeah, they left the book. The last three well, every, seasons of Game of Thrones was bad. Guys. Yeah. But you, don't, no, you don't watch the show. You don't understand. There's but, no true source material for Succession. There is right. the Murdoch's essentially, but like it's loose. Right. All right. Dodgers in Tampa, kind of a rematch of a World Series from a few years ago, but does it actually mean anything? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. So Taylor, I feel like. We kind of left you out of that last conversation, so I thought I might bring up something that you might have a little more uh, interest in. You have thoughts on Mookie Betts? <laughs> not, not that exactly. Do you know what happened 21 years ago today? 21 years ago. Yeah, Al, would you like to break it down for him? This Taylor, day- I want you to give this some real thought. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Any idea at all? Think about the date. Think about the time of the year. Time of year is critical. Yep. Is it Western Conference Finals? <laughs> Related? Think about somebody that played in the league that really liked cigarettes. Vlade? What did, yes. he, what did, he, did he tip a ball? Vlade, this was the famous... <laughs> I'm glad we gave you a little bit, a couple details there, and you were able to fill in the gap. 21 years ago today, Vlade tipped the ball out to Robert Ori. Ori hits the three. Over Chris Weber. Over Chris Weber. I love uh, that picture. The place the goes nuts. That was nuts. such a good day, Slee. <laughs> <laughs> the place goes nuts, and then Vlade postgame says he just got lucky, and then Robert Ori well, says he, did. he better read the paper or something. <laughs> I don't know where Ori was going, but he was not happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was it. How do you call that, that lucky, though? Ago. Oh, man. Okay, so we're doing most hated players? All right. <laughs> Go Robert back. Ory, redraft. <laughs> Robert well, Ory. that's a whole different thing. That's a – and I know – I think we've done something like this before, but a sports moment that just broke you? Like, forget the good things. Forget Jack the – Clark, 1985, NLCS. Tom oh. Dean pitches to Clark. Tommy goes out there, talks to him, leaves him in, gone, game over, lose series. <laughs> What do you mean? Kihei Clark yeah. throwing that ball and getting intercepted and then shot in uh, buzzer beater against UVA with Furman this year. Also, by the way, Kihei Clark, that guy that threw the pass, is working out with the Lakers this week. So good luck, Lakers. Any I play go. from Edron James in the 1998 UCLA-Miami bowling where he ran for 300 100 yards un- when they weren't un- even supposed to play them that day. Beaten UCLA, hurricaned out early in the season. Yes, yes. That was the what do you only, mean now? only game <laughs> We have no I idea cried. what you're talking about. We all have just freaking hard heartbreaking moments and listen this is what twitter does it brings up a timeline and it said 21 years ago today i gotta communicate that with trav <laughs> of course <laughs> i'm not kidding. so what was your heart what was his heartbreak slee oh i can't may i slee <laughs> there's a few of you them want to tell the marlon Please. mccree story the marlon mccree is always off the top of my head that one comes always off the top of my head do you know that story no no Bert? tell me Marlon McCree, uh, safety for the San Diego Chargers at the time. They're playing the New England Patriots. Um, it's at Qualcomm Stadium. I'm at the game. Marlon McCree intercepts Tom Brady, and instead of falling to the ground, Which where the Chargers, the game. with the Chargers, would have complete control of the game, and now it's just a matter of kind of running clock. Yeah, tries to uh, return it to the house. <laughs> Somebody comes up behind him because the New England Patriots are a smart organization <laughs> and hits the ball out. The Patriots recover, oh, and no. then they go down to eventually uh, uh, tie the game or I think uh. win the game. And then post game, Marlon McCree said if he could do it all over again, he would do the same thing because he's trying to take the ball to the house. And I just stood there. <laughs> I'm like, Marlon. <laughs> No, don't say that. It's already – the only thing that get worse is you saying you would do the same thing all over again. Jack uh. Clark comes up. The, the Cardinals of 1985 had one guy that could hit the ball out of the ballpark. One. Maybe because the team – this was uh, Willie McGee and Tommy Herr and Ozzie Smith and Lonnie Smith. You see, no, no, nobody could get the ball out of the infield. They were right. just filled with really fast guys. Vince Coleman, right? Just this whole yeah, group of – Dudes that were not and Judy. power hitters. Jack Clark was the one guy that's like, don't mess around with this guy, okay? Not only is he dangerous, but he's hot and everything else. First base is open late in the game. Tom Needenfuer is a – human gas can at this point in his career right then he comes out and all he does is give up soul crushing home runs so he's <laughs> pedro Baez back in the day first base is open tommy comes out you're like okay fine they're good they're gonna do one of two things they're gonna say just put him on first base or just you know just just pitch around him or we're gonna take needing fewer out nope tommy turns around walks oh back gosh. to the dugout needing fewer still out there you go, okay they're gonna walk him <laughs> you see the catcher getting a crouch behind home plate. Like, what are you doing? What are you like, doing? Wait, okay, this is, is this going to be an unintentional? Nope, it's in the left field seats. The game's over. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? You're, are you kidding? I was in the eighth grade. Oh. It was like it was, it was. It's like it happened yesterday. Oh, that's so frustrating. <sighs> 
Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think we I think we know the feeling. Sorry, yeah. Taylor. Brad Melsby. Brad, by the Taylor, way, Brad Melsby knee was down in that game. Which one? Brad Melsby. His so oh, Cade McDown threw game? he threw it to Brad Melsby. <laughs> Melsby has the ball and they're up by I think like six. At I the love time. how we all know the <laughs> random names. Oh too, yeah. You, oh, no one's yeah. ever heard of Brad Melsby before. Before like this, Brad his knee Millsby was down. Forgot he played. His knee game. was down. He comes back up. He loses the ball. He caught the ball. He got fumbles the ball. And now UCLA loses the ball to Miami. Miami goes down, scores, the game's over. His knee was down. There was no replay at okay, the time. Okay, do you guys, do you guys remember this? Do you guys yeah. remember 2003 playoffs? So the Lakers have already won three in a row. They've won Why three in a row. Why are we doing this to each other? No, this is good. This, everybody has these. Everybody has 50 of these, by the way. Oh, and yeah. we all, by the way, when it all happens, we only think it's to us and the, like, our, the fan base that we cheer for. It's like, no, this happens... A hundred times a year to every sports franchise. <laughs> well, UCLA football is kind of like San Diego. All okay, so so o three playoffs. Lakers had already won three in a row, and now you're saying to yourself like, no, no, they just they're supposed to win every single year. Nobody's going to have sympathy for this one. But Lakers are in San Antonio. Series is tied two apiece. Berg, Trav, I don't know if you guys remember this. Lakers are down like twenty five or twenty seven, something like that. They come all the way back. They're down two in the final couple of seconds. Ori ends up with the ball again. Takes a three. When I tell you the ball goes in and in and then spins out and the Spurs win by two and the (laughs) Spurs are sitting there like they didn't know how they won the game. They got so lucky they ended up winning it and then they go end up winning the NBA Finals and – that's there's right. another if, one. If you need a group therapy session, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. You can weigh in with the one that just. Bro- By the way, these are all the moments that make you a real fan. Yeah, it, it's easy to be a fan when your team's really good. It's easy when your team goes to the Super Bowl or the World Series every year. It's very hard when Jack Clark hits one off the pavilion roof <laughs> to break your heart. That's how you know you're all in. Uh, go ahead and give us your call there. Dodgers um, finish up their one of their longest trips of the year, a ten game road trip. One, one of four in St. Louis, two out of three in Arizona, and they're opening up a series tonight against Tampa, the best team in baseball, kind of by a mile. They're they're really, really good. Dodgers have the second best record in the National League. They're percentage points behind the uh, Braves, Al. Does it matter? Because I don't think it does. The, the Dodgers could sweep this series, and it'd be really fun, and you're feeling really good about it until about a week from now, and you barely even remember it happened. The opposite. They could get their doors blown off three games in a row, and the same thing. You're like, uh-oh, that's – and then all of a sudden, you know, the Yankees are coming to town in a couple of weeks, and you got to go play again. What matters to the, – the Dodgers have had this really weird season where a lot of stuff has gone wrong, a lot of stuff has gone right. They've, they've won a bunch of games, but we're going to be where we always are come October 1st, which is, all right, this is the only part that matters. It's going to be fun to watch, but I don't know how meaningful it is, Sleep. I, I, I would say this. I think the only thing that matters right now for the Dodgers is um, they are sitting at 31-20, and 20, that they have got off to such a great start. Um, that, like you mentioned, things have not been perfect, yet the Dodgers are still playing really good baseball. That it's a good brand of baseball. That they have a lot of youngsters that they that they brought up and they're showing some fantastic promise. I, I think that's the only thing that matters to this point for the Dodgers. Look, the Brave series, you would have thought, all right, they're definitely not winning that series. They took two or three, and the only game they lost it was 3-3 going into the ninth. Okay, so, and that's with... Two pitchers that uh, are incredibly young that they're bringing up, and you have no idea what to expect. I think they've already proven 
they're here to hang. I think they've already proven they're here to compete. I think the youngsters have already proven, hey, we could play good Major League Baseball. That, to me, is the most important thing. I, I guess what you don't want to have happen, even though the world isn't going to end, if you lose three in a row to the Tampa Bay Rays and Tampa just it looks like they dominated you. But I really don't see that happening. This Dodgers, Even if it did, I don't think it, it matters much. You're right. I don't even think it would matter much. Yeah. But this Dodger team has had this... Hey, we're down four nothing. We're down five one. Even when they're down, they're fighting till the end. Most of the times, they're coming back. So I, I don't think the series is end all be all. They just Tampa being they. They just kicked the crap out of the Blue Jays, who are really really good. Well, the Blue Jays <laughs> took one of those where they put up like nineteen. The runs 20. Or the they, 20. They won yeah. twenty to two, but Something they got clobbered like in the other three games. Yeah, and they're and they're going to be really good. So the Dodgers, I hate putting it this way, but they kind of have a built in excuse for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Noah Syndergaard's pitching on Friday. Kershaw Saturday after he's just getting off the bereavement list, and he kind of had some rough ones after his mom passed away. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him right now. Not to interrupt, but not only two rough ones, he did something he's never done in his entire career and have back-to-back starts where he didn't get out of fifth inning. Yeah. That's never happened before. Which is rare. And again, you kind of give him a bit of a pass because his mom just passed away, and so he had to go through all of that. And so we don't know what you're going to get out of him there. And then on Sunday, you're having Gavin Stone, who got pretty much lit up in that first inning on on Monday, so you, you have know, funny Berg, Berg, Everything that you just said, yeah. I don't even think it matters. I don't, I don't think it that, does either. But but I say when I say it doesn't matter, I'm saying that they're good enough. No matter what you, th- it's Cindergard, it's Kershaw with all these things that you just mentioned. It's Stone who struggled in his uh, start against the Braves. They're still going to compete. I guarantee you, these games are going to be good. Well, and, like I, I, and whether we think it matters or it doesn't matter, I think the Dodgers are going to compete. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a lot of things that happen there too, where you know, where this you're in Tropicana, where it's e- pretty much very easy to hit home runs there and you have a hot offense right now Freddie Freeman could knock some out Mookie Betts is finding Muncie. his swing Muncie can get hot again maybe this gets James Outman out of his slump so there's a lot of good things that can happen offensively there I think you just have that little bit of like the pitching staff is kind of up in the air for this series I like being a quasi therapist a little bit let's give some people some help here Al let's go to Fullerton and Sean Sean you're on with Travis Lee what's up Sean how are you doing Travis great 2002 I'm, I'm doing good too game six of the Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Game six, 2002 World Series. Dusty Baker takes out Russ Ortiz, hands him the game ball, tell him congrats on being World Series champions. And now we're stuck with a rally monkey ever since. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's still Sean. there. It was there the other night. Yeah, like, they still use it. But like, uh, I would but use it's not it. actually working. Damn thing. Okay. If it doesn't work, take it, it away. I, I, I'm with you. I agree with you. But what else do the Angels have as kind of their thing? Bro, but it works, it, it works for a World Series. Yeah. That's it. Now yeah. you could use it for 80 years. I, uh, yeah, I'm with it. I don't like it. I it think wasn't good cr- back then. It, it was, it, but it, Al's right. It worked for the World Series. And what what else do you want them to do? I, count their titles. <laughs> count count the days until count the days until Otani leaves. Make o- a playoff series. Only sixty eight more days till Shohei Otani is not an angel. I mean, what kind of promotions do you want them to put out there? There are not very many of them. All right, I got it. We got a lot of heartbreakers here on the line. We're going to get to as many as we can. Sit tight. We got Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey guys, if you're on the hold for a bunch of these heartbreaking losses, definitely stay there because a lot of these are good. A lot of these I don't even understand. I was like, oh, hey, can you tell me what this is? And because like people a lot of times will be like, hey, this is what I want to talk about. And then I'll be like, okay, I guess well, I'm going to see what's happening. All you need to know, Emily, is that it left a permanent scar on their soul. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It will uh, never leave either. Nope. They're forever. <laughs> 
there will be a lot a, of um, succession type factor caps today, uh, but it's Kendall all Roy. generally uh, good uh, knowledge. So there is something. Uh, so Jeremy Strong plays one of the leads uh, in Succession. He plays Kendall Roy. Um, he is the uh, is he, he's not the eldest son. He's the eldest son of a second marriage because there's Connor Roy who's yes. the eldest son. I'm the eldest son. Um, anyway, so Jeremy Strong is a great actor, but he's very method. So he kind of it kind of maybe take some people off in the uh, crew a little bit and the actors and but co-actors yes. <laughs> yeah brian Cox definitely did not like it but you could work with someone who is very quirky very method in the form of like radio can be method about their work uh travis factor cap yeah fact look i i've been doing this for a long time i've worked for with and for a lot of different types of guys and I really have not had anybody that I've worked with that I didn't like, that I couldn't get along with, that I couldn't find some common ground with. That now, if some guy pretended that he was a different person every day, that might be a different putt, Al. Like if the method version of radio, whatever that is, I don't think it's the actor version where you need to call uh, who's the Christian Bale, Abraham Lincoln, or whatever whoever that guy is, Daniel Day Lewis. Yes, Daniel Abra- Lewis. Abraham Lincoln all the time when even when he's not in character. But yeah, I think I could do it. Okay, can I can I get a little better of a de- give Give me that description of exactly okay. what you're talking about. Uh, let, me, so, let me give this a shot. So, okay. Daniel Day Lewis played Abraham Lincoln in Lincoln. Okay, okay. He is a method actor, which means that even when they're not shooting a scene where he's ah. playing Abraham Lincoln, he wants to be addressed as Abraham Lincoln, as Mister ah. President. He uses the voice, he uses the mannerisms. He's never not Abraham Lincoln until they're done making that movie. And so okay. it, the method version of a radio might be someone always talks in a radio voice. Yeah. Someone only talks about sports. It's this yeah. like the weird preparation for every show. Thank you for that, Cap. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'd have a lot of difficulty with that. I, I think for me, you know, I, I get it. This is especially what we do. There's an entertainment side to it. Your um, you know, you'll find ways as best as you can to kind of ratchet up whatever it is. But when you're done with that, it's to still be that same exact person. Or if you're a play-by-play person and you're talking to somebody the same way that you're calling a play-by-play game, it's like, uh, we're just grabbing a beer, man. Or can I just get a cup of coffee with you? I don't think I could do it. I go cap on this. Berg? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fact because, I, well, just, it just depends. Like, if they're doing the wacky radio voice and, hey, WQPR, like, ad constantly, then maybe not. But I think most oh, of the people. Can you open the door for me? Hey, hey. Yeah, so all that stuff, I just can't. That would be difficult, but I don't, we don't have any of those people here. So I'd have to, if we're suspending reality and say there's somebody here that was doing that, like, Cappy was that type of guy and he was that type of guy afterwards, no, then I would not be able to do that. So I guess it is cap taylor uh, fact yeah i could do it i think i don't know aren't all people in radio a little bit weird yes but then when they're not off the air when they're not off the air are they the same like even if somebody's acting a little bit different but are if they're the exact same person off the air like they're playing a character not authentic i, I can handle it i don't know it's work <laughs> that's the whole thing and so you can go you can go to work all right so uh this succession is also about the ultra uber 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 wealthy so this is like the wealthiest people in the world are who we're talking about here so um and old money so the best part about being rich i'm sure there are many things that are good about being rich there are also many things that are bad but the best part about being rich would be access to a private jet alan factor cap um I'll go cap. 
I, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. There's probably a lot of things that I'll tell you. There are a lot more things that come to my mind before a private jet. It's the fact that you literally do not have to worry about money. Like everything is. I'm sure that might get old after a while, but I'd like to have that problem. Um, you don't have to worry about that. I think for me, it's the you can have a home located anywhere you want with everything that you want on there in any location. That, to me, I think would be the best part. Private jet would be more of a perk, not the best part. Trev? The peace of mind that Al was talking about would be the best part. So it's cap. The, just literally knowing, I'm good. You, I, do I want to go to work today? Go to work. You don't? Don't. You get a bill? Who cares? You want a second appetizer? Order it. You want the bottle of wine? Get a second. Like, there's no there's no. Want to take off randomly for six days? Sure. Go. Sure, there, there's no, the the peace of mind that comes along with not worrying about money must be extraordinary. Like the old line is, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it sure helps. Yeah, right. It, it gets it gets you very very close. Now that being said, I have been fortunate enough and spoiled enough in my life to have flown on a PJ a handful of times. It is a very close number two. It is there. There is nothing. Nothing like what is spirit that. compared to that? Um, they're similar, just similar, e- except for different in every possible way. Every possible way. Yeah. I think it's like taking a horse and buggy versus taking a Tesla to get you to park every your day. car on the runway and they make it disappear, and then when you land again, it's back. Yeah, it's a horse and buggy versus like a McLaren. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty terrific. All yeah. right, Berg. Um, it's cap. I mean, it is the PJs are beautiful and wonderful and i have taken them a couple times back when i was younger but besides that no i think you guys are all right that it's it's the peace of mind like if i'm walking down rodeo drive and i'm like ooh, i like that twenty thousand dollar watch i'm gonna go buy it and it doesn't hurt you in the slightest yeah. i think that's what it, no matter what it is at any point in any time if you want it it's yours you don't have to worry your kids don't have to worry about my it's nope. just everything, everything is at least reasonably comfortable not yep. worrying about hey am i ever going to get a house am i going to be able to pay for college these are believe it or not those are things that keep people up at night unless you're what? one of those guys yep. right that's there yep. every morning i wake up and go when's that bill due yeah that would you're be thinking nice. about it, it. Would be nice not to have to do that you hand it off to somebody else that's like oh i got it don't worry about susan it. susan needs to work more <laughs> Taylor, cap yeah i think it's just that that i don't know what these guys said just that fu attitude you know you can just do whatever you want anytime one thing, too, that Kieran Culkin talked about who plays Roman Roy, who's one of the siblings of uh, Kendall Roy, is that he didn't notice this until he was started playing the role of uh, of Roman, is that the reason why rich people don't wear coats, especially in New York City, even when it's freezing outside, is because they never have to walk more than three or four steps out the door. Right. They go right into their <laughs> private car, go right into their PJ. There's no need to face the elements. Unless he wants to go jump into a, a crowd that's going to step on him. I didn't like yes. that scene. It was weird. It, 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 it didn't it, fit. It wouldn't. Exactly. We right. also see him wearing a coat in the pilot when he's playing baseball, which is also the wor- the thing you like that. Roman is a scumbag after that first episode. It was cringy. All right. So um, we all know that their succession, the idea of it is that someone is going to succeed the big dog, the main people, the people that everyone looks up to and tries to emulate. So there will be a succession like drama for the time slot when Mason and Ireland choose to retire. <laughs> Berg, Patrick Cap. Oh, man. And you're going to get me in trouble with this, Em, because I know Mason is listening right 
right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. ESPN, Mace. <laughs> yes, I do think there is going to be a succession like drama. Now, I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be three years. It could be 10 years. It could be 25 years. I have no idea when they're going to go. But when they do, yes, the Travis and Sliwa versus Sedano and Cap versus whoever else wants to. Versus the outside drama, higher, who knows? Uh, right. who could, be, could be anybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Somebody just coming in from the outside. But the is whole there a drama. Finnish radio partner that oh, you had God. your eye on going to slide in Miriam here? Mattson. Yeah. yeah, so, but like everybody kind of coming together and fighting over that slot powerful, you know, who's the, the next big thing at ESPN LA. I think that would be fascinating. We could put it on YouTube. We could, I'm sure by that point, there's something even better that we could put it on. Yeah, I think it'll be amazing. So fact. Trev? Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to do something I don't do very often here on the radio. I'm going to be sincere for half a second. That they've been together for as long as they have is nothing short of remarkable. Absolutely, it, it, it it's is like twenty five years. Incredible achievement. It's a whole me. It it, it, it <laughs> is right. It, it really that that doesn't happen. You That's do why they can a, talk food, by the way, Emily. <laughs> you do not get a <laughs> partnership like that. Nope. ever. And congratulations to both of those guys for doing as long as they have. Um, I like this spot. I'll, I'm good. <laughs> I'd like to withdraw my hat from the run for the days. Yeah, I'm, I'm you and I'm I'm good. But yeah, that's a that's a very. You don't want the titles. I, I want. You don't want the awards. I like time of day. That's important to me. Okay. I like this time of day. <laughs> Al, I go cap on this too, and I'll tell you why. Because I think it, it doesn't really matter where you are. If you have a slot, you have a shot, right? So like even. They are doing what they're doing, and they've done it for so long. But as long as you're on, if your show is good enough, you can kind of hang with anybody. So I, I I say that because they had – Berg, what was it, noon to three that they had for years, for right? For years, yeah. Okay, yeah. noon to three they had for years. One to four now is what they have. It, it's They've had the best show for a really, really long time. But anybody can come in at any time because there's other slots. So I don't think there's going to be this succession-like drama for the time slot. I think it's just the show, it's, right? Yeah, it's to be the best show. It's not the not the time slot as much as it is that number one overall show that everyone's trying to, to emulate. Every top metric guy. says that Mason in Ireland is at the top yep. for everything. Sorry, guys, but that's just that's where okay. it is. It's well, it true. Not in my mind. <laughs> it doesn't, the, 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 and that's good. The metric that I use the most is, is the one that I care about Sure, the but either way, I would love to just see the drama. Taylor? Taylor? Sorry. Fact, yeah, I think uh, when it's all said and done, that uh, Morales is going to be at the top of the hill saying this is a final. <laughs> it is a yes. final. He's going to be the uh, the cousin Greg who had taken over the CEO kind of role. Okay, one more quick one, but just for Greg and Travis because uh, it's succession related to plot. So the worst thing about T- Shiv and Tom is how they treat their dog, Mondale. Tra- Trav, <laughs> fact or cat? I, fact. I, I mean, that, that dog is in the middle of a neglected. toxic relationship. It is lo- used as a pawn. It is neglected. So I'm going to go fact. Yeah, 100%. You can't do that to animals. Absolutely and not. They're monstrous human beings is probably They're great. They're awful, awful human beings. <laughs> All the way around. Nothing redeeming whatsoever. So you mentioned it earlier. There is a new flopping rule in the NBA under consideration. Love it or just merely like it? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, we're going to get back to the heartbreak, sports heartbreak, the one that made you a true fan, the one that tore your guts out. <laughs> There's, this is the most phone calls we've had in a very long time, Slee, about people wanting to get in and talk about what messed everyone them up. Can re- everyone can relate. So the NBA, before we get to it very quickly, the NBA's competition committee is talking about 
in-game penalties, basically technical fouls where the other team would get the ball and get a chance to shoot some free throws that would uh, try to eliminate flopping. They're going to try it potentially at the summer league. And basically, if they think there's a flop, they're going to stop and take a look and decide, okay, nope, that actually was you taking a dive. Not only do you not get the call, but that's a technical foul, shots, free throw. I love it. I know that they- More reviews. I know. You're right. I'm not arguing. You are right. But it would only take a little while before the the risk reward of doing that becomes not worth it at all, and it would get rid of it. And I fully support it. That's the key. The key is what you just said, where there's a way to stop this, and I think this is a solution to stop it. And I think over time, if you really truly implement it, it will stop. So I I hate reviews. I hate the fact. I wish there was. Michael and I always talk about this pregame. Give it a little shot clock there. 30 seconds to review it. If after 30 seconds, 60 at the most, go with whatever happened on the court, and yep. then you can keep this thing moving. But I think the difference with this is you're going to set a trend that I can't flop anymore, period. It's not worth and it. it. And it might take two months to accomplish. might take one full season to accomplish, but – it is something that they should use in the NBA. First off, they should use it in the sport that flops the most, which is soccer. <laughs> but they should use it, period. And I think I would rather take my chances in this, get a couple reviews on it, and if it slowly, the the flopping just slowly goes away, then it's the right thing for the sport. Couldn't agree more. I, tomorrow. Like, if they just said, we're yeah. doing this tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, great, let's do it. Now, whether that, that won't happen. Trev, what, what, why do they do it? Cause they it do it because they can get away with it. Yeah, it works. So until you start letting them know you can't get away with it, then they're going to do it. All right, let's try a quick phone call here. Dr. Sliwa and Rogers open for business. Uh, Paul in Huntington Beach. Paul, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, man, I'm trying to enjoy my Memorial Day weekend. You're bringing up all these bad, like, memories. I, I appreciate you're welcome. that very much. Sorry, buddy. But as, as a little guy, man, as a real little dude, I watched, you know, Ozzie Smith and Jack Clark Ugh. destroy the Dodgers in 85, and, and that kind of set the tone. So I was like, I'm not so sure I'm into this baseball thing. And the freaking Dodgers had to go and beat 1988. And so now I'm all in, right? I mean, I am, as a, as a kid, you just can't get enough. Bulldog and the Stuntman and Gibby and Uncle Tommy and the whole thing. And then a couple years later, 1991, they lose the, the division in the last weekend of the season. And, man, I was all in. That team, Eddie Murray and the, to and the, the Braves, right? and the dudes. To the Braves, yeah. man. And, like, the thing is, the Braves are in freaking Atlanta on the other side of the country, and we lose the division in the last weekend of the series to those guys, and I'm still not over it, man. It, it, it just wrecked me. And I, and I thought, okay, I'd get over it. And then 92 was like the worst season in Dodger history. So it was a, it was a rough year for about 18 months. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, we're back and better than ever. I, I appreciate you guys uh, ruining my Memorial Day. Talk You're welcome, you Paul. Glad we could be of service. Uh, did He brought up something, Slee. I just want to throw it in there real quick before we take another one. He mentioned Jack Clark and Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith hit a home run in that series as well. Ozzie Smith, the Wizard of Oz, all glove, right? Just an amazing defensive player, maybe the greatest defensive shortstop of all time. Ozzie Smith was a switch hitter. Ozzie Smith was batting left-handed that in this particular mo- moment. Ozzie Smith had one home run as a right-handed batter that entire mm. – one, okay? Do you know how many he had as a left-handed batter that entire season? How many? Zero. Home run down the right field line. Game, game over, you lose. I'm actually all right. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it because I think the dot. I'm imagining the dot just for the time that I've lived in LA. 
I feel like there are a ton of Dodger moments that have been complete heartbreakers. I thought nine out of ten of these calls would just be over the last ten years with the Dodgers. It's whenever whenever you were twelve or thirteen is when it hurts the most. That's when it lands the hardest. Let's try uh, Jeremy in West Covina. Jeremy, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? All right. I want to bring you guys back to 1993. <laughs> I was seven years old. The See? Lakers were up 2-0. Yeah, you're good, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Lakers are up 2-0 to Phoenix. Yep. Eighth, eighth seed versus first. Lakers win the first two the on the road in Phoenix. Yes. And then they they they, they were in it. I, I, I we didn't have cable, so I was I, I remember being in my apartment listening to Game Three on the radio, the Chicken Stew. In it, lost it, lost Game Four pretty handedly, and then um, in Game Five we were in it, real real close. But the last we had the ball in the last possession of uh, regulation, Sedale had the ball, left wing, dribbling it, dribbling it, trying to run clock. Vlade was posted up against Oliver Miller, I think it was. <laughs> They instead of going in the post to Vlade, or instead of going to Big Game James, they go to my favorite player Byron Scott for the game winner. Got the shot off over the hated Danny Ainge's extended arm. Front irons it. We lose in overtime. That broke me. It broke me to the point where after the game, I'm not sure if this actually happened, but I don't know if it's just a mental coping mechanism, but. I remember there being like a season recap KCAL 9 special where they reviewed the season, you know, Magic re-retiring, the Lakers losing. <laughs> so I don't know if that actually happened. I've been looking for that for forever, just randomly Google searching this, you know, 93 Lakers thing. Yeah, but I, I don't know I, if it's I, a coping mechanism. Jeremy, I just got on, too. I, I'm already YouTubing 93 NBA plays. I want to see the play that he's talking about again. Vlade, by the way, full circle. Vlade from being – this whole right. conversation started with Vlade. It started with Divock tipping it out to Ori, and then now it's Vlade on a team that has devastation for the Lakers. Look, Taylor, we can all be together in this. It's a common thread. I was going to say, Vlad, Vlad is breaking everybody's heart, I think is the common theme here. <laughs> I don't, nobody's calling it. I remember the great moment when Vlad, it's always, yeah, and then Vlad. It's, it's a very different tone of voice. All right, we got more people that need some therapy sleep. Plus, we'll talk about whether or not the Lakers actually had a terrific season, like I heard on your show. Um, I want to push back on that a little bit. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.